You're listening to Through the Fire Podcast, where we talk about trauma, transparency, and triumph. Has a life-altering event left you confused, broken, and bruised? Guess what? You're not alone, and this is not the end. Join us as we discuss experiences with traumatic and tragic seasons, what we're learning, how we're overcoming, and how you can too. We're your hosts, Montez Dove and Cedricia Thomas, and we're talking beauty for ashes, y'all. You couldn't brace yourself because you never saw it coming. You didn't have your guard up because you thought you were safe. It never crossed your mind that the person you love, you trusted, and felt safe with would ever hurt you. So because of that, you gave your heart, your love, your loyalty, your trust. And then one day out of the blue, you make a painful discovery. And that one life-changing moment gets forever tattooed on your mind and on your heart. It's as if the person you loved, the one you trusted, just took the mask off, revealing who they've been this whole time. Your heart breaks and the pain is so raw, so real, and so consuming that you can barely breathe. You feel like you got sucker punched. Nothing makes sense. So you frantically start questioning everything, including yourself. How did this happen? How did I not know? The shock, the lies, the deception. You feel so rejected, so abandoned, so alone. You don't know what to think. You don't know what to feel. You don't know what to do. The only thing you know for sure is that life will never be the same. That's what it feels like to be blindsided by betrayal. These are the words from transformational psychologist Dr. Debbie Silber as she shares her own personal story of betrayal during a TEDx talk. So welcome to another episode. And so today, Dreesy, we're going to jump in just talking about some trust issues today. Yes, yes. Hey, 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 we're back again. We're back again. And yes, ma'am. You know, as I was reading that story and sharing that story, I know that Debbie is not alone. I know that many people who are listening can identify with betrayal or broken trust, even including me. And I can tell you from experience that broken trust and betrayal is one of the most gut-wrenching experiences that one can have. Once a partner, a family member, a friend, or anyone that you love or trust that's close to you, once they break that, it is something to recover from. That's what I can tell you. Yeah. That's what I can tell you. And experiences like this, they don't just wound you. They also cause serious trust issues, serious trust issues going forward. And I know that throughout my childhood, as well as my adulthood, I've endured all types of different experiences with people who were close to me. I've experienced physical abuse, verbal abuse, mm-hmm. sexual abuse, emotional abuse. And all of these experiences have made me very leery of people, Dracy. And that makes sense. Like I said, it has shaped me. You know, our experiences shape us. Different things we go through shape us. Mm -hmm. So what it has done for me is not a good thing, but it's things that I've been working through through the years. 
it's caused me to live my life, Dreesy, like I'm in a gated community. Yeah. So when someone betrays your trust or hurts you in a certain way, you want to protect yourself from future hurt. Right. So what we do is we put up these walls, but also while we put up these walls to try to protect ourselves and hold back hurt, we also put up walls that block people that we need from entering in. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is having these walls up, it robs you of meaningful relationships. It can also rob you of opportunities. And most of all, it robs you of freedom. Right. When trust issues happen like this, it has you questioning yourself. Kind of, you lose trust in yourself too, because you feel a little bit responsible for what has happened to you in a sense. It's like, how could I not have seen that coming? How? Yeah, like you start questioning your decision-making skills. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. So it throws in a little monkey wrench right there. And yeah. also different experiences like that, they can be so traumatic sometimes that we can start living and functioning from places of trauma responses. Because I know I have. It has caused me to be in fight or flight mode probably more often than I should. Yeah. Because I'm trying to determine who's who, who's actually a threat to me, or is this just a trauma response? So it's a lot to try to just decipher through on a daily basis sometimes. And I know that these different experiences You can go into a lot of negative places with this. I know I develop anxiety. Yeah. I've suffered some depression. It's caused me to be hyper vigilant when it comes to people. And even sometimes it's caused me to even self-isolate, just withdraw from people. Right. Like I said, just another form of trying to keep myself safe. So I don't know about you, Miss Dreesey, but these here trust issues. And if you have any insight on it, if you could share it with us, how <laughs> do you have Me? any idea? Do I have insight? Exactly. You're a smarty pants. So I know you got something for us. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> so, Dreesy, how can the people and myself determine if a person is trustworthy? Well, let me first say that I'm in the boat with you. Okay. okay. I have okay. trust issues. So I'm not outside of the boat. I think we need to start there. Okay. When I think about trustworthiness, I think about someone who's honest, someone who does what they say they're going to do, dependable, consistent, Mm -hmm. someone who's respectful. And I said this in an earlier episode, but for me, it's like, what do you do to other people in my presence? Because that's going to show me what you do to me in their presence. So I'm. are you talking about people real bad? Are you gossiping? Do you always have something to say about somebody else? Because that means you're doing it to me when I'm not around. That's right. And I think we don't realize the value of honesty. And when I say honesty, I mean someone who does it in a healthy way. And a healthy person, if they do have an issue with you, will come to you, right? And talk to you about it. So I think that those are some of the characteristics and qualities that make somebody trustworthy. That's good. So we can actually observe people's lives and how they're living their lives and how they're interacting with others. Sometimes that can possibly determine if they're loyal people or honest people or someone we can trust as well. Yeah, I think, you know, how they show up, you know, have they shown up for you when you truly needed help? 
I think another aspect of being trustworthy is, do you find them encouraging you a lot? I already talked about honesty. Do you find them telling you the truth? I feel like that's a large part of trustworthiness that we wouldn't put at the top. But if someone can tell you the truth, that makes them a trustworthy person. That's right. But I think those things like showing up when you truly need help, like when you need that help, when you need that support, I think that also makes somebody trustworthy. That's good. I can remember just reading through some scripture in the Bible, and I know I probably came across this in Psalms at one time, and it talks about how a friend can become a foe. And when I read that, I was like, how does a friend become a foe? I just had to live a little bit longer to figure it out (laughs) because sometimes it can switch up on you. Like I say, a lot of times when we are dealing with trust issues, it has come from a person who was close to us. Someone we considered a friend, a very close friend, someone who did seem trustworthy, a family member. You just have certain expectations of a family member. Like if you can't trust anybody else, I should be able to trust my family. Right. But I have seen in my own life and my own experiences where a friend can become a foe. And then also I've seen where a foe can become a friend. Mm. So things are constantly changing. It's just amazing. You know, when it comes to trust issues, we're talking about people, including ourselves, and just sometimes how we can let people down or we can let each other down. Sometimes we don't even mean to. It's just the fickleness of man. It's just sometimes we are just ever changing or sometimes we're not consistent or sometimes we're just dealing with stuff ourselves that cause us to fall short with ourselves and even with other people sometimes. But these here trust issues, I tell you. Are they a trip? There's something. But like I said, once a person has experienced trust issues, it can be hard to trust again. And I know that there are some people who may have had partners or different people to just, you know, break trust, maybe with infidelity or just some different things like that. That can be very devastating. And sometimes it can break relationships, cause different separations and divisions. But also there are times when trust can be rebuilt. So all relationships are not a loss. When trust is broken, I know sometimes it's a process. A lot of times you have to put in the work, but I do believe it's worth it. With the right person, you can move forward. Right. You can move forward. And a lot of times when we come to these devastating places, we can't get through them by ourselves. So that's why we always encourage reaching out for help. Right. Can always reach out for help. Of course. You can go, you know, see a therapist or see a counselor and talk some things out. Sometimes that's not always the answer. And sometimes everyone doesn't even have access to a counselor. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you can reach out to a friend or a family member, or sometimes it just takes time to heal. Sometimes it takes time to reflect on the situation. And just with a little bit of time, you can overcome those things. But I know one important thing is going to take to overcome is forgiveness. Yeah. We have to forgive each other. We talked about this before and we've talked about how important forgiveness is. And it's not just about the other person. Yes, for sure. What they did was wrong, but forgiveness is for you. Right. 
releasing these negative toxic feelings of bitterness, resentment, or hate or something like that. It is really to lighten your load and to lighten your heart. So sometimes we just have to learn life lessons from these different events, learn what the takeaways were. And like I've mentioned before, a lot of times when we're in valley places, it's showing you something. It's showing you something about you, other people, and also it'll reveal something about God in these trying times with trust. Right. I think another thing too is when we're trying to get to the other side of trusting people is one, we have to remind ourselves that everybody isn't bad. That's easier said than done. Because when you're looking at people through the lens of unhealed places and trust issues, then you're going to be real suspicious. And that's something I wrote down too. Like you never believe anyone. You always feel they're not telling the truth. They're hiding something suspicious. You feel like some people are talking about you. Sometimes you even feel like paranoid. Like I wrote down all of these things about like what I thought about trust issues and some of the things like I felt along the way. Right. Like looking at people sideways, like being suspicious. And so I think you have to remind yourself that, hey, everybody's not bad. That's right. It's like it's a, I have to continuously remind myself, hey, everybody's not bad. OK. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think of that cognitive distortions that we talked about a few of those in an earlier episode. But one I think about is catastrophizing when you think the worst case scenario all the time in every situation. And so just reminding yourself that one, everybody isn't bad too. It's not going to necessarily go to the worst case scenario. What if it can go to the best possible case scenario? That's right. What if a relationship or a partnership or a situation can go to the best possible case scenario, but we have our walls up? Mm -hmm. I think another thing we have to do too, when we're trying to get to the other side, is humble ourselves and remind ourselves that we have probably been a part of somebody else's trust issue process too, and not in a good way. That's right. (laughs) Maybe we have caused somebody to have trust issues in their life. So I think a lot of times we're seeing it from the lens of, I've been hurt, I've been betrayed, I've been cheated on, I've been abandoned, I've been rejected. And although those things are true, we also have to realize that we've played a role in somebody else's life as well in terms of them having trust issues too. That's exactly right. Yeah. Man, this thing goes two ways. Mm-hmm. Two ways. Like I said, when we're talking about trust issues, we can recover from them. We can move forward from them. And one way to help us to trust, we can use things like discernment. Discernment is seeing what I can't see sometimes and just taking time to learn a person sometimes. Take time to be in tune to people and just see sometimes before you even get involved with certain people, just see, is this a person that I can trust? Just like you say, Dreesy, you can observe a person and just see how they are dealing with and handling their own life and how they're handling other people is going to give me some inkling if I can be, you know, trusting of this person. Look so at the I, fruit. Mm-hmm. Check, check out the fruit. Check out the fruit. You know, yeah. what is being yielded in their life? You know, what is the return on their investment? Get to them fruits of the spirit. Are they patient? Are they kind? Do they have self-control? You got to really observe and see like who people are and what they're about. That's right. Yes, ma'am. One thing we can do is we can surrender this hurt. We don't have to continue to walk around with trust issues. We can be free. 
We can forgive others and we can surrender this trust issue, uh, surrender our hurt to God. And that's exactly what I did, Tracy. It's been years and years and years that I've walked around just guarded, mm-hmm. just guarded and on high alert all the time. And I can tell you from experience, that's not a comfortable place to live from. It's yeah. not a free place to live from. It's like, can't even explain it, but it's just really not a good feeling. So one day I actually talked to God about my trust issues. I talked to him about all that's happened to me. It's not like he doesn't know, but I just put those things out there. You know, all the different things that I've gone through that has caused me to not trust people and have trust issues. And I did tell God, I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm exhausted with trying to protect myself. I'm exhausted with living like this and blocking people and holding people off. And at the same time, I know that I'm missing out possibly on some quality relationships and opportunity. So as I just spoke with God about that and got before him about that, this scripture came up to me. And it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. This scripture says to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So when I read that, that was God telling me, trust me, not with some of your heart, but with all of your heart. Trust me as you move forward with relationships. Do not necessarily trust the people, but trust me that I'll show you who to be involved with, who not to be involved with. I'll lead and guide you through these relationships. I'll show you how in-depth or not to get so deep with certain people, but I'll be your your roadmap. I'll be your roadmap with relationships. Yeah. Even for the person who comes across your paths who may not have good intentions towards you, you can trust me with that too. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was able to exhale a little bit, just exhale a little bit. Yeah. And just lean heavily on God when it comes to people in relationships, because it can be very tricky out here, you know, yeah, it can dealing be with people. It can be very tricky because the devil knows how to send people to appease you. And like I said, and also like Miss Debbie said in her piece, people can present themselves in certain ways and, and they can be so convincing and they can look like the real deal. That's when discernment comes in, though. That's where red flags come in, though. People can look apart and play a part, but underneath, they can definitely be wolves. But like I said, God says that he'll help us with that, too. Yeah. And it may, when you said it's real tricky out here, it made me think of what somebody said. Apostle Kendra Why? I remember she taught. I can't even remember what the topic was that she taught on. But she said, the enemy does things where he can make it look like it's almost holy. Like mm-hmm. it's almost a God thing. Right. Like everything is not always black and white. Like, oh, I can easily tell that was the enemy. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. It can be so close. Yes. Almost holy. Almost a thing mm-hmm. where it can get tricky. So yes, I completely agree. It can get completely tricky out here. That's why we need to be having our ear to God's mouth. Because just like you said, he will tell us, you know, he will show us the way. He will show us how to navigate through things. And I even wrote down a couple of scriptures too. Like one of them was 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, talking about casting down vain imaginations. In the 
Passion Translation, it even says demolishing every deceptive fantasy. And I've talked about this one before, but when we've been hurt, we have to remember that the things in our mind literally are vain imaginations. Everything that we think is not a God thought. And that's another reason we got to lean on God so that he can give us proper discernment because a lot of our thoughts can be these vain imaginations that aren't true to the knowledge of God. And another thing I wrote down was Philippians 4 and 8 and training ourselves to think on things that are lovely, filling our minds with thoughts about good things that are true, that are clean, that are right, that are lovely. So just a reminder for us to also be cognizant of, well, what are we thinking, right? Are we thinking worst case scenario or are we starting to think about possible best case scenarios? I think that comes with this process as well. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about trusting again after trauma. And it's not an easy thing to do, but as we discussed, there are some ways to recover from it through forgiveness, having positive thoughts, getting the help that we need to get through these moments. And most of all, knowing where to put your trust. Yeah. Knowing where to put your trust. And it is for you to put your trust in God. And he will lead and guide you. And like he says, he will direct our paths. So, you know, just know that if you've dealt with any trust issues, any broken trust, you're not alone. Right. And you know what, Miss Moni? I was thinking, I said, huh, where did this start for me? Mine started as a child. Like a lot of times when you go back and you try to figure out where did this start? Like you'll be surprised what you find. But mine started off as a little girl and it started off actually with the area of friendships. And so like I've noticed, oh, I've noticed how that shows up in my friendships now or I see why I have trust issues or why I'm operated in this way in situations. So when did yours begin? Are you able to trace your trust issues back and realize like, was it as a little girl? Was it as a young adult, a teenager? I think all of that, Dreesy. Like I say, my life has not been a crystal stairway. I've just had a lot of very traumatic events go on in my life from, um, like I say, people who were close to me just coming up through life. And it's just been some kind of back to back instances. So it's been very hard to just have wide windows of trust Mm -hmm. because it just seems like a lot of hurt was just coming back to back in different phases and stages of life. So it has created a lot of trauma for me. My trust issues might run deeper than another person's trust issues because it's not just an event that I had at one point in my life. It's just been some different situations back to back. So I'm just kind of needing some breathing room. And like I said, those were the things that just kind of zipped me up. I'm just like, I'm walled up. But God is freeing me from some of those things. even. Starting this podcast is a journey of opening up and trusting and healing and being transparent. All of this is new to me, you know, sharing my stories and sharing different things that I've gone through in life. That's also a part of my healing as well from some of these traumatic events, because I know that the different things that we go through in life, we don't just go through them for ourselves. We go through them for other people. Mm-hmm. So some people need somebody to understand them, a community that's relatable. But I got you out there when it comes to trauma. 
And like I said, it's not very easy to navigate through because you're dealing with layers of stuff and you're trying to discern layers of stuff sometimes. So it's not just like a person who hadn't experienced trauma. They make and walk a straighter line towards trusting people. But when you've gone through different abuses or different events with people, it's not that easy to trust. And it is definitely a process, probably on a day-to-day basis. But like you said, it's good to think on things that are positive because the enemy will rob you of your life if you can't ever trust again. Because we are not a people who are on an island by ourselves. We need each other. Yep. We need each other. So if you all lock down and you can't trust anybody, you're not going to make it very far because he created us to connect with one another. We're all fitly joined together for a purpose and to move forward. We need each other. So you have to begin to trust again. And like I said, those relationships that let you down, Mm -hmm. evaluate those relationships. If both of you maybe have to go to counseling or get a mediator to work whatever needs to be worked out so that won't happen again, I would say do that. Invest in that because our relationships are not lost and some relationships are worth fighting for. Yeah. So do what you need to do to get past that hurdle. And like I said, once you rebuild trust sometimes with that person, that relationship can be even better and even stronger. So, right. Yeah. There is life after broken trust. So I encourage you to do it. Yes. Thank you again for listening in. I hope some of these words were encouraging, uplifting, and can possibly move you in a direction of trusting again. And remember, we're all in this thing called life together and we're overcoming. And you can too. Thank you for joining us this week on Through the Fire podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Through the Fire podcast. You can also connect with Montez at The Poetic INSP and on Facebook as Montez Dove. You can connect with Cedricia on Instagram and Facebook at Cedricia Thomas. Be sure to subscribe to the show to catch new episodes every Thursday and leave us a comment or review. Thank you for listening and see you next week.